the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Hello, my friends. I'm Dennis Prager. I hope you didn't forget me. I didn't forget you. I'm back from Denmark. I received an award for free speech, and it was at the uh, at the parliament in 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 Denmark. It was. I'll talk to you about it later because there there's a lot for me to share with you about that. But obviously, the the most important thing are the elections in the United States. So as 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 we understand it now, there are two states essentially left for that are up in the air: Georgia and Nevada. The Republicans need to win both in order to have moved the needle at all. It's right now fifty fifty, and that's it. Might as well be one hundred zero, because all the Democrats vote Democrat and. Essentially, all the Republicans vote Republican. So if you are ahead because you have the vice presidency, uh, then you might as well have all 100 uh, seats, all 100 Senate seats. So the Republicans have to win both Georgia and Nevada. It looks like they've now called Wisconsin for Ron Johnson, which I had a personal interest in, not because I know Ron Johnson, but because he is a, one of the few great people in politics. He has made a personal sacrifice to help this country. He is a truth teller. And I, I have come up with an idea with regard to how to know who is lying in public life that unless, it's, unless there's something I'm missing should be the smoking gun that the left lies all the time. Ron Johnson tells the truth, and the fact that he is so suppressed proves my point. I will get to that later as well. May I say that I made no prediction, no hint, no intimation, no suggestion that there would be a great red wave. I was, as I told you all the time, I'm not optimistic and I'm not pessimistic. Why did people, why did so many Republicans, pundits and regular folk, why did they buy the idea that there would be this red wave in this election? And I'll tell you why. Most people think with their heart more than with their mind. That's, that's just the way it is. It is, it is a very sad part of the human condition. But it is the case. People 
And I'll tell you why. It's an honest mistake. I'm not criticizing. Well, it's a, it's a criticism to think with your heart rather than your mind is a criticism, but it's not meant as such. This is what I think a lot of Republicans said to themselves and to their friends. They said, the country is being ruined by the Democrats. It is so obvious in terms of energy, what Joe Biden and the Democrats have done to a country that was a net exporter of energy overnight into a country that is a net importer of energy from places like Venezuela and Saudi Arabia. And, of course, in the European case, Russia. But it doesn't matter. People have somehow not blamed the Democrats. I'll get to that in a moment. I'm explaining why people caused themselves to be optimistic about a Republican tidal wave this election yesterday. They didn't understand how anybody who isn't already a leftist, how this vast center liberal part of the country could vote Democrat, given the damage done. Are they not seeing what is happening? This is what the the Republican would think. Are people not seeing what the Democrats and the left are doing to our kids? How they hurt the kids with their completely indefensible lockdown for nearly two years out of schools? The masking of children when there was absolutely no basis scientifically for doing so? So people thought, wow, people will awaken. People do not understand what is being done now. The President of the United States celebrates people who say that they are members of the opposite sex and celebrates children's hospitals that are taking girls' breasts off at the age of 18 and sometimes earlier because the girl says, I'm a boy, so surgeon, please remove my breasts forever. Please give my child... Puberty blockers at the age of 11, after all, you can only block puberty once the child is still prepubescent or just beginning puberty, correct? That's what puberty blocker means. So they look at all of this. They look at the complete deterioration of our schools, the lockdown of children, the energy crisis, the staggering inflation which predated Putin's invasion of Ukraine, and these Republicans thought, man, (laughs) people are going to vote Republican now. But a lot didn't. The Senate may actually remain exactly as it is. 50-50, which might as well be, as I said, 100-0. It looks like the Republicans will take the House. Is that a correct statement? It's looking that way. It's looking that way. There's no no guarantee on that either. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the races are in California. I mean, sometimes where you had just terrific candidates, sometimes you didn't have terrific candidates. Isn't that always the case? That, yes, it is always always the the case. case. What's Fetterman's first name, John? Yeah. That John Fetterman won in Pennsylvania, whatever any person's misgivings for whatever reason about Mehmet Oz, that he won, 
a majority of Pennsylvania voters voted for John Fetterman. Forget the fact that he's mentally impaired, poor thing, because of the of the stroke. But putting that aside, because I'm talking about his views. I'm not talking about his condition. The man is a radical, America-hating leftist. And a majority of Pennsylvanians want a radical, let us screw around with your child, your child's mind, leftist? That is that true? 50-47. 50 to 47. Yeah. Not, not close. Not close. So, my friends, it's, it's a sobering day. If the Republicans take the House, it's a wonderful thing. But it's a sobering day. There is a block of Americans about whom the following can be said. There is no level of damage the left can do to this country that would compel them to vote against the Democrats. That's it. That's the bottom line from the election of 2022. If, if Democrats will win in 2022, they will win at any time, no matter what. By the way, this is not a prognostication about 2024. I am, I'm told you, I'm neither, I'm neither optimistic nor pessimistic. But I believe that it is necessary to call things as they are. For at least half of the United States of America, there is no damage the Democrats can do that would cause these people to vote Republican. Maybe in a presidential race, that's the, that is a hope. I was on the Daily Wire last night. By the way, I got to say, it's the, obviously they never asked me or intimated that I say anything. Did you happen to catch a Daily Wire? Uh, oh, you're, you were probably... I, I didn't see you. On you didn't see it? Yeah, you didn't see because I went out after you go to bed. No, I didn't. No, actually, that's not true. I was on before you went to bed. Anyway, uh, the living martyr gets up very early and goes to bed early. He's a healthy man. The, the five guys on the Daily Wire were so good, so intelligent so entertaining in their intelligence it was it was really something to witness what they are doing at daily wire and you know i'm only telling it to you because it that that's the way i saw it their insights and their level-headedness whether it comes to donald trump or or any other issue it was it was something to behold My bottom line, again, if in 2022 an American will not vote Republican, it's hard to imagine what damage the left could do to make him do so. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. 
This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we'll see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that will certainly drive up prices. Be smart and buy now, as I am. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You'll never be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. I am interested in speaking to you and taking your calls and what normally, especially the first hour of the show, I offer thoughts on a, on a variety of subjects, sometimes on one, maybe take a call or two. But in this case, I'm very curious to hear how you react to A, what happened, and B, to what I am saying. It is worth noting that Ron DeSantis won what was the percentage? How many percentage points? 60%. He got 60% of the vote in Florida. Florida, remember, was a purple state? Yeah. Do you remember that, folks? You know that Miami-Dade County has not voted for a Republican governor in, what, 20 years? That would be five elections. Elections every four years. And he turned it around. That's a very uh, that's a very compelling argument for Ron DeSantis. I heard somebody say, actually a caller on the show preceding mine here at the Mother Station in Los Angeles, who made a very good point. The caller said, Ron DeSantis makes a policy and then looks at the polls. Doesn't look at the polls and then make a policy. You know why? Because he believes in something. I would say that a serious percentage, I can't can't give you the percentage, but not a little percentage of Republicans, nice people, and I mean it sincerely, believe in very little. I'd like to know what every candidate who ran on the Republican ticket said that he or she believes in. One of the themes of the Daily Wire folks discussing the election for hours, and this is before I was on, so it had nothing to do with me, they were making the point that I have been making since I have been broadcasting. Every Republican who runs must run against the Democratic Party more than against the candidate against whom he or she is running. The Democratic Party is ruining the United States of America. It, it has ruined serious parts of it already, like its schools. The Democratic Party is a bad party. It does harm. The net result of the Democratic Party today is what the left always does, ruins everything it touches. Why can't you say that? Why, why, do, you, do you know I am convinced that many Republican candidates were afraid to touch the transgender issue? because they're afraid of the New York Times or their local newspaper more than they are afraid of doing what is wrong, more than, or to put it religiously, they fear the media more than they fear God. 
There's no, we're not talking about attacking transgender. But if you don't think it is a statement of sickness in a society that half a million young people, 17 to 25, now say they are the opposite sex, you are out of your mind. You are a sick dude. Or do that. This is completely a function of the left. That 500,000 young people say they are the opposite sex. That is not a function of natural psychology or biology. It isn't happening in anywhere near these numbers in good old, enlightened, even socialized Europe. I just came back from Denmark. I'll talk about that later. By the way, it's hitting. It's not not anywhere near the numbers here, not only because there's smaller numbers of population, just in general. Did you know that the former a former prime minister of Denmark, her daughter, a woman, her daughter had her breast removed? Former a recent prime minister of Denmark. They told me obviously in Denmark. I didn't know that. And do you know who many Danes blame for this? America. And you know what? They're right. The sick crap that comes from this country is the first in American history. We are a net exporter of harmful ideas. Do you know how painful it is for this America-loving patriot to say that? We are a a net exporter of bad ideas for the first time in American history because the left dominates American culture. This is one of the themes of, of contemporary life. What bad idea will we hear from America next? To think, to think in, God, from 1776 till about, I don't know, 10 years ago, America was associated with liberty, with, with family life, with the being the most re- religious of the industrialized Western democracies. And now it's associated with girls chopping their breasts off. That's, that's, that's what you call sinking deep. Yep. Can't say I walked around Europe the, uh, my usual sense of being proud to be an American. I'm proud to hold American values. I'm not proud to come from the country that leads the world in removing healthy breasts from young women. Leads the world. Why didn't every Republican run on that? Govern on that, like DeSantis has, in part, certainly not his only issue. One of my sons gave me a very good idea. Hello. said the Republicans should run as the party of parents. That's a really good one. We are the parents' party. That's exactly correct. We believe in parental authority. Like all cults and totalitarian dictatorships, the left, being a cult and totalitarian, loathes parental authority. How's that? I think that 
it's not only true, it should be politically effective. The Dennis Prager Show. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special available to my listeners on the Percale and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent yet still providing the soft feel you look for in a towel. This set comes with one bath, one hand towel, and one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. For a limited time, you can get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with the promo code Prager. Don't miss out on these extraordinary offers. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Prager. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. Byron York writes in the, let's see, Washington Examiner that the Republicans became over. Oh, did did GOP optimism outrun reality? So I, at at complete risk, I'm aware of it, of sounding like I'm bragging. I have zero reason to brag, and people have listened to me for decades. It is not one of my uh, awful traits. I probably have a few awful traits. That's not one of them. Uh, But I will tell you, I'm, I'm right most of the time, in fact, nearly all the time, because I, I don't follow what is popular, whether left or right or anything. I said the lockdowns were the greatest international mistake in history in April of 2020, two months into it. I was right about it. I was right about opening schools. And I, and I was right about uh, having, I never even hinted, I didn't, because I didn't personally believe, I didn't have any reason to believe there would be this wave of, uh, of Republican voting. The damage the left has done to the conscience of Americans uh, is, is severe. Who was it that my wife was telling me? Somebody at the... Oh, you, not you. It's funny. I got my spouses mixed up. So the living martyr was telling me... Who was it at at the uh, City Journal uh, that, that you heard say this? Raihan Salam. Raihan Salam yeah. uh, at the city, at City Journal? Yeah, he's the head of City... Well, he's the head of uh, Manhattan. Oh, he's the head of the Manhattan Institute? Yeah. So he had a very, uh, very important point that I, I, have negle- I had neglected to point out when we talk about the states that, uh, that vote Democrat, like Pennsylvania, which is mind-blowing. I, I know Pennsylvania somewhat. Big, uh, big fan of, of Pittsburgh, as it happens. And... He said that, I'd like to have him on on this, about the public service unions. They're so large. There are so many people now who get their income from government, state and especially federal. These people don't vote conscience. They vote salary check. As a general rule, the Democrats buy votes. That that is, you know, you know, it's a, fair, a very ancient thing. I have pointed this out very frequently. 
it was said in ancient Rome or ancient Greece that when politicians realize they can buy votes, uh, it is sort of the end of the of the democracy. And that's what's, of course, happened. The left buys votes everywhere. As you know, I just gave a speech in Denmark. I returned last night from Copenhagen. And they pay 55% of their income into taxes. And they pay another, what was it, 30% in VAT, which is a sales tax, value-added tax. I know it because having a passport, I got my VAT money back. And I didn't buy much. Uh, My wife and I didn't buy much. But we got back a a serious chunk of money at the airport. That's money that, of course, a Dane doesn't get back. Very few of them own homes. Everybody's in an apartment. And that's the way life is. And they, they, but, hey, get free health care. Get free this, get free that. It's all free. I asked them if homeschooling is legal in Denmark. It's very rare. I think it's legal. You know it's not legal in Germany? Talk about the left's crushing of parental authority. You cannot educate your own children. The school must. The state. The state is supposed to educate your children. You violate German law if you do not allow the state to to educate your child, which is essentially to raise your child. Well, a lot of people get a lot of money from the Democrats, and the more they they are elected, the more people get funded by them. We do not have a United States of America. That is clear. United. We now have States of America. The United part is, is a wish. It was largely true since the Civil War, and it is not true today. To go to Florida is to go to another world from where I live in California. Just to give one example, Parents have authority more than the state does. That's big. The Fed is unstable. Interest rates could go up at any moment. If you're relocating and need to buy a new home or invest in real estate, get fully underwritten and approved with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at Sierra Pacific Mortgage before you make an offer. Their fast-track approval process will allow you to compete with cash offers. Whether you're buying today, tomorrow, or a year from now, even though housing prices are stabilizing or coming down, economic uncertainty, supply chain issues, and limited construction means the real estate market is limited and competitive. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com right now. Get fully approved today and have confidence so that when you're ready to buy, you'll have the money ready to go. Don't wait. Go to andrewandtodd.com. Lock in today's still historically low rates. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. Okay, uh, y'all, or yins as they say in Pittsburgh. Uh, 
There was no damage the Democrats can do, apparently. That's the that's the sad take from yesterday. I'm not sad. You should all read my happiness book. There's a big chapter there on not having expectations in life. When you don't have expectations, you can't get disappointed. <laughs> and disappointment is a very big form of gratuitous unhappiness. On the personal level, not to have expectations, and on the macro level. That's one of the keys to wisdom, to understand the good is the exceptional. This country has been exceptional. The left is ensuring that it not remain exceptional. In fact, it's making it exceptionally bad in some ways, the transgender issue and the staggering confusion of young people There's no such thing as binary sexual identity. One of the sickest ideas to have ever been developed. How come no doctors ever said this before, let's say, 10, 15 years ago? Why did the entire scientific community believe that human beings were either male or female? How how did this happen? Have we made a new scientific discovery? No, it's a gigantic lie. How do you know it's a lie? A, it was never known before. And B, because they suppress anyone who says otherwise. It is one of the most important little insights, or big insights, I've ever come to. How do you know who's lying? Those who suppress dissent. It's big, it's huge. It explains, it's the smoking gun of the left. We don't suppress dissent because we don't care if you dissent from us. If we tell the truth, you can dissent all you like. If you lie, you don't allow dissent. Pittsburgh, a city I'm a big fan of. Alvin in Pittsburgh, hello. Hey, Dennis. Hi. Oh, boy. (laughs) I've taken your uh, uh, view on life in terms of uh, getting clarity. uh, Over agreement. Mm Mm-hmm. Over agreement, thank you. Dr. Oz couldn't have done a better job of running a campaign in explaining what he was running on, and neither uh, did uh, Fetterman. He made it clear who he, who he, how he was running and what he was representing. And I'm in shock <laughs> that he won this. In shock. I love Pittsburgh. I have established businesses here, and it's just. Did he win Pittsburgh? I I didn't see if he won Pittsburgh. I woke up this morning and saw that he won overall and didn't want to read anything else. (laughs) So you were shocked. That's very interesting. Yes. Uh, uh, This isn't anything against him, but the debate alone. Well, so let me say a few things about that and tell you, I, I hope I see you next time I come to a city I really like. You and Tampa are two of my favorites. Yeah, Western Florida, Western Pennsylvania. Doesn't mean anything, just thought I'd say it. So, Fetterman won because he's a Democrat. Most Democrats would vote for anyone, no matter how impaired. By the way, I would vote for an impaired Republican. 
since I believe in honesty above all, I'm telling you the truth. If there were a, a, a Republican who had suffered a stroke and was as impaired as John Fetterman, I'd vote for him. I vote for the vote. And that's what Democrats do. So that doesn't shock me. However, there are people who are not given over to left-wing politics and ideas that much in Pennsylvania. And they still voted for him, some of them, and they voted for him before the debate. It's one of the terrible ideas of month-long voting. It's not, it's not an obvious attack on, on election day. So, John Fetterman won. The question is, how does a, how does a radical left-wing Democrat, not a, how does an impaired Democrat win? That's not the question. It doesn't, that doesn't puzzle me in the least. How does a radical leftist win? This is not California, this is Pennsylvania. They had a Republican senator whose seat was being filled, who had retired. Seattle, Washington, Ruth, hello. 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 Hi. I just wanted to say that um, that we overlook, we talk about the culture wars, but we the part of the culture is just absolute despair. So you know things are getting bad, but you believe that if you do otherwise, it'll get even worse. So, like, I was still living in Israel during the Oslo Agreement, and we were having terrorist attacks after terrorist attacks. But people thought that if they didn't go forward, it would even be worse. And I think that the, when I hear the LGBT, the parents that are transitioning their kids they honestly believe that they have no choice. I know that. They're told that if they if they if they tell their daughter you're a girl, she'll commit suicide. Yeah, so it's just total despair. But it's not only in that. So I walked around here uh, yesterday, just walking around, and the stores—not all of them, but a lot of them look terrible. Yeah. Yet people are still shopping. Right. And it would be a time that people wouldn't set foot into a store mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. A store like Wands that cater the, to That's women. right. The speed with which people have accepted the decline and continue to devote for those responsible for the decline is is quite remarkable. What's our timing, Sean? Oh, I'll be back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Well, my producer checked into this. Pittsburgh, or is it Allegheny County? Well, it's the same thing. So Pittsburgh essentially went 65-35 for Fetterman. That's probably not not, uh, smaller than Philadelphia. (laughs) Well, no. Philadelphia County went 82-17. Okay, I'm wrong. Well, thank God for that. I was wrong. I wanted to believe Pittsburgh wasn't as far gone as Philadelphia. Philadelphia, you should tell people, 82-17. for Fetterman. In a city where there are crimes. No, I know, in a city where there's so much crime. 
That's what I said. I began the, the program. There is no amount of damage the left can do that will persuade a serious number of Democratic voters to vote Republican. There is essentially nothing that they can do. If you can live in an American big city today, watch it ruined by left-wing policies. Watch the 2020 riots in this country. Watch the, the racism of the left with its celebration of black dormitories and black graduation exercises and changing of, of standards in order for more blacks to, to get into whatever or pass whatever, instead of raising blacks and black dignity and achievement, we lower the standards. And they could still win. I'd like you to say something the left could do that would actually entail a uh, these people to vote Democrat, to vote Republican. Now, having said that, on a presidential level, there there is a possibility. Obviously, Donald Trump won. That, that's uh, that's not an insignificant factor here. But the the suppression of dissent has actually increased since then. Big tech, who are indistinguishable morally from the Soviet communist press. Have, uh, have done their job. I will report to you, though, that what, what might be a truly huge, maybe the single biggest factor in the election, and that is abortion. And I will admit that I am puzzled that people think that the right for abortion trumps every other issue. The right to an abortion at any time for any reason, that there is no moral issue with any abortion at any time for any reason, and that that is the single biggest issue in life, that is uh, scary. Everybody, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Just returned from Denmark last night. We're not having the male-female hour. We canceled the male-female hour every other year, <laughs> right after a national election, either presidential or congressional. And I'm sorry, because I love the male-female hour, but it's okay. We get it 51 of the times a year or at least every other Wednesday that I'm here, which is nearly every one of them. Just a brief word. In Denmark, I spoke at the Parliament, not to the Parliament, at Parliament. A member of Parliament got us a room there about free speech. And I just want to tell you how sad it is as an American to think that We are the net exporter of harmful ideas to the world because the left has taken over the culture of this country. 
More on that over time. I have to talk to you because of the importance of the elections yesterday. You can dissect every word that I said or wrote in the last six months, four months, three months, two months, one month. You will not find a hint of a belief that there would be a red wave. I didn't believe there wouldn't be. I had no idea. I never make predictions for that reason. I have no interest in polls for that reason. They don't interest me. What interests me is what happens on election day, or as the Democrats now have it, election month. I can't say I'm not saddened. Conclusions need to be drawn from yesterday. One of them is that we don't live in the United States, we live in the States of America. For the time being, that's the, that is the name of the country, the States of America. If you live in Florida, you do not live in the same moral universe as living in California where I live. That's the way it is. Parents raise their children in Florida. The state raises your children in California. If that were the only difference, that would be an enormous difference. Who gets to raise my children? Do my children Are my children told from the age of five that there's no such thing as a boy or a girl because you decide whether you're a boy or a girl? They don't get that in Florida with the lie, don't say gay. That's the lie that they named the bill that was passed by the Florida legislature. How did he win Miami-Dade? Maybe Republicans should start thinking, what does DeSantis do? DeSantis is not, a, is not Mr. Charisma which makes him even more effective, by the way. That means when people vote for DeSantis, they're voting for his policies. He doesn't elicit the love that, uh, that Donald Trump does. He, he doesn't elicit the preoccupation with him as an individual that Trump does. He elicits the most important attention to his values. In other words, Republicans can win if they know how to articulate their values. And you know what the number one rule is? I want trumpet fanfare, Sean. These these trumpeters haven't played a note in so long. I think their, their trumpets have rusted. The number one rule on how to speak values is the trumpeters are on strike. They I ask the trumpeters and I get a drummer. It's, it's not even a, it's not, oh my God, this is what I returned from Denmark for. I'm going back. Yeah. The number one is don't give a damn about the media. That is DeSantis's magic. He doesn't give a damn about the media. Drives them crazy. The arrogance of the people at at CNN, New York Times, Washington Post is, you will care what we say. When you don't care what they say, you are actually free to be a leader. That's it. That's the number one rule. Don't give a damn what the mainstream media say. I don't. Whenever I'm not covered in the New York Times is a victory. That's how I look at it. Although I must say, our coverage has been mixed. You know, my favorite, of course, 
with Elon Musk. Front page New York Times article about a month ago. Elon Musk is sounding like he watches PragerU videos. Remember that? Front page. <laughs> there is the, hey, folks, let me tell you the good news. There is good news. But I, and I'm credible when I give you good news because I don't give you good news to make you feel good. I give you good news if there is good news. I do not do a show based on do I leave you happy or unhappy. I I do one do I do I leave you wiser. That is my question. Wisdom is the key to everything. And the the good news is there is no conservative movement like there is in the United States of America or the states of America. That's there is nothing like it. And this is what my hosts in Denmark knew to be true. There is nothing like what we have here. The left is the most, the cultural left is most powerful in the U.S. and Canada. Canada doesn't even have a conservative movement like we have. Nothing like it. Canada is a, is a sad place. It used to be Canada was associated. What is it? What is it? Peace, order, and good government? That's their motto? Now, if that's not inspiring, my friends, I don't know what is. We have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. They have peace, order, and good government. Well, they have peace, but they, uh, they have disorder, as you saw with the truckers. The reaction to the truckers was communist. Don't let them bank. Wow. People in Canada elected Justin Trudeau. That's really something. That's like people of Pennsylvania electing John Fetterman. Forget I have, I have nothing, nothing that I'm saying is with regard to his impairment. That's such a radical, a, a functional moron in terms of, of what makes society work or not work. A destructive human being that they elected the, the DA to be governor the man who supervised the decline of Philadelphia, the radical decline of one of the great cities, what was once a great city in the United States. Okay. Look, they elected Pritzker in Illinois. Congratulations. State's doing well. Keep it up. I will have Julie Kelly on next segment. Her thesis is that abortion was the big one. That in exit polls, that was the overwhelming issue for most Democrats, which gives you an idea of the the moral dissolution of the Democratic Party. Not that being pro-choice makes you a bad person, but that universal legality of abortion is the dominant issue of your life. As an American, the dominant issue, wow, there's something wrong with your moral calibration. I don't even know where it comes from. No, I take it back. 
I do. I'm sorry I said that. I think I do know where it comes from. Telling anybody on the left that you may know, you may not know good and evil is the dethroning of the individual from the place of being a moral God in their own life. There is no issue like abortion in which there is a confrontation between the individual belief, I determine right and wrong, as there is with regard to abortion. You cannot name me a single other issue where the society or a good chunk of the society is saying to the individual, you are making a morally wrong decision. The fact that you think that a, a, a child can be killed in the womb at any stage for, for no reason other than the mother's desire to get rid of it because she doesn't want to be pregnant. She was not raped. There was no incest. That is the reason. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. It's a credit to Julie Kelly. She was my first choice on who to talk to this uh, day after the election. She's with American Greatness. She's written an extremely important book. I don't know what the, uh, exactly what I had assumed from the first day. They spoke about the, quote, insurrection. January 6th, how Democrats used the Capitol protest to launch a war on, of terror on the political right. I wrote a piece at the very beginning. I said they're going to use it like the like the fascists in uh, in Germany used the Reichstag fire. Anyway, she has a very important insight with regards to exit polls. Julie Kelly, welcome back to my show. Dennis, thank you so much for having me and for covering my work. You were the first interview I remember doing when I started covering January 6th on the political prisoner, so I appreciate um, your amplifying, uh, you know, this important subject. And by the way, I want everyone to know Julie Kelly has never sent me a cigar. This was done completely altruistically because she, she is a service to the country. Now I feel bad. <laughs> I'm looking at my husband's humidor right now thinking, okay, I know I can steal a few. Your husband has a humidor? Uh, he has a couple. Well, we really have a lot in common, Julie. This is really yeah. remarkable. <laughs> Julie, uh, you, you you wrote here, it's so important. What you, you tweeted this out, correct, about the exit polls? Yes, sir. Okay. So here is from Julie Kelly just now. Exit polls show abortion was a much bigger issue than most polls indicated before Election Day. So exit polls show... I want people, I want you all to hear this. For Democrats, the, the issue that most determined how they voted, 76% said abortion of Democrats, 76%. Second was guns. Inflation was 28%. Immigration, 25%. Crime, 41%. So... These are national exit polls, Julie? 
Yes, this was an exit poll, I believe, from CBS News. There are a couple floating around, but I believe that's the one that I did the screenshots on. People can find it at Julie underscore Kelly, too. Um, But, Dennis, that was a shocker. I mean, the the earlier polls did not indicate that abortion would be a major issue. But according to this poll and others, it was the number two issue overall after inflation. Overall, but uh, I'm just isolating it to Democratic voters. So for Democratic voters, the most important issue, the country is being ravaged by inflation and crime, and their bigger issue, I want to get this clear because I, I don't want to ever overstate this, was abortion, is that correct? Yes. Wow. That's why that's why I'm having you on because uh, th- this this is such an important uh, revelation. Th- th- if people ever want to know how disunited the so-called United States are, I think I think that this would be uh, would be it. Even now, let me understand something. What you sent out it says seventy six percent of Democrats abortion, and twenty three percent of Republicans. So that does that include pro-lifers? In other words, as important as abortion is to most Republicans, it's not as important as the other subjects. Is that correct? Correct. Right. So I'm assuming that that's capturing, you know, pro-life Republicans who, of course, do view abortion as, as a major issue, but not in the same way that Democrats do. Um, and, you know, there were referendums in Michigan, I believe it is to protect up to 24 weeks uh, the, the right to have an abortion. So that definitely came into play, of course, in that state. And obviously it influenced some of these congressional races that Republicans thought they would pick up easily, uh, but, but have not. You're a major observer of America and, and its, its politics and its values. Were you surprised? Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm surprised at the results of it coming out of these exit polls. I'm surprised at the results in these congressional races that were toss-ups. Um, I think there are a lot of factors. I think the, the reaction to blame Donald Trump for this is off-base. He certainly takes responsibility for a few uh, candidates, but there are a lot of things at play here, Dennis, as you know. Um, and... You know, we do not have a secure, reliable election infrastructure. I mean, we're seeing now it's going to be days, if not weeks, before we get results from Arizona and Nevada. This is not how our system was intended uh, to count votes. And Democrats, of course, know how to exploit all the holes, know how to create the holes, know how to prevent oversight. They're getting big help from big tech oligarchs. Mark Zuckerberg, as we saw in the 2020 election. Um, so this is really a danger. When you talk about a danger to, mo- to democracy, this is the danger, that we do not have a safe, secure, reliable, transparent election uh, infrastructure. Well, even, even putting that aside, and I, and I obviously don't discount it at all, but even putting it aside, why aren't Americans embarrassed by the fact that that we're one of the only functioning democracies that has election results days or weeks later. We, ne- including forgetting even comparison to other democracies, compared to our past, 
Before computers, we, st- we, we knew exactly what the tallies were that night. Because they're afraid, Dennis. I think the portrayal of skepticism about the 2020 election, uh, Democrats have successfully branded that the big lie. Uh, election denier, we now see, is a permanent part of the uh, political lexicon. I mean, you had CNN and MSNBC host last night, an analyst just using those words with ease. You know, well, this is an election denier. Um, you know, hilarious from the scene. Well, there, there's denier is their big word. There's election denier. There's uh, a, a climate denier. Climate denier, right? Science yeah. denier. Science denier. Vaccine denier. denier mask denier. <laughs> <laughs> but look, the, the I'm going to tell you as one of them, the hive mind of your typical white suburban cul-de-sac uh, woman is very powerful. And so when Democrats try to portray anything as voter suppression or election denier or you're preventing people from exercising voting, you know, this this intimidates people out of speaking out. I mean, even things that are so obvious as mail-in ballots, a big flood we've been warned now by the New York Times in Nevada and this very and those tight races there. Everyone instinctively knows that that's wrong and they know how the Democrats historically have exploited things like that but to speak out in question oh i want to hear about it stay stay on with me if you would i'm speaking with the inimitable julie kelly american greatness one of our great sites when i was in europe last week i told them about our great sites all right i return to julie kelly and I'm going to go back to you and to me. Julie Kelly is, of course, with the great website, American Greatness. I'm honored that they take my column every week. She also has a book out on January 6th called January 6th. But I've asked her on because of the revelation in her tweet Exit polls show abortion was a much bigger issue than most polls indicated before Election Day. For Democrats, 76% said it was, one, it was one of the issues that determined their vote, more than any other single thing. Second place was guns. Wow. <laughs> As I have said now for years... The gulf between left and right is unbridgeable. We we don't even have the same, not only don't we share values, I, I love when politicians get up and say, oh, well, you know, and or pundits, you know, and all is said and done, we all have the same wishes for our country. That's, that's, that's baloney. It's a gigantic, self-deluding idiocy. We don't. Left and right don't even have the same images of a good society. We would like it rooted, for example, in a nuclear family, mom, dad, and children. That doesn't mean you take away rights from others. It means that is our ideal. If you say that that is an ideal at uh, the university I attended, Columbia, you would be regarded as hate-filled. To say that the ideal is mom, dad, and children, married mom, dad, and children. Just So don't give me this lie that we have the same ends. You mentioned, Julie, Nevada. Now, so tell me, what is the state of the Senate race in Nevada as of now? 
It looks like as of now, um, Laxalt has a slight lead. Um, but as this New York Times report just warned that there's a flood, that's what they called it, of thousands of last-minute mail-in ballots that have been received that will be tabulated by what they describe as overwhelmed, overworked election uh, workers. So, you know, we can What does that imagine. mean, just received? Received on election day? Well, I'm not sure. I have to say I'm not sure exactly what the deadline is for receiving mail-in ballots, but uh, I, I don't know if it was yesterday, last night, if it is today, if the deadline is in a day or so, unfortunately. I, I'm sorry, I don't know that deadline. Um, but that's what they have been warning. Um, and so that, you know, we saw this issue in Pennsylvania in 2020, extending the deadline to get these uh, wait, are, are they oh, wait, are they extending the deadline in Nevada? I I honestly don't know what the deadline is. No, I know, I, but you said you said I, I, I just want to get as as precisely as as you can give maybe nobody can right now. But you said like Pennsylvania extended the deadline. Um, so I'm asking are they doing that in, in 2020? Yeah, yeah. They are they doing that now? They haven't said it. They haven't said anything no. about that. Okay, so I just, because no. that, that would be really scary. Yeah, I want to be clear. Yes, I'm sorry. I want to be very clear on that. No, I, um, I know. But that's part of the whole deception, right, Dennis, is because no one is really clear on what the deadlines are. We know that people have gone through those, blown through those deadlines. Uh, we don't know who's responsible for handling these ballots, who is there observing um, you know, that was a major problem in 2020. No one really knows who's observing the tabulation and, and double-checking, verifying any of these mail-in ballots, where they came from. Um, you know, these lax rules are something that Democrats have wanted for, for years. And because of the pandemic, they have them and are codified now forever. And what we were saying before is Republicans just seem too cowardly to confront this head-on. Um but, you know, a lot of voters on, on our side realize this is a major persistent problem uh, that played out, obviously, in this election and more more frighteningly will play out in 20, 2024. Indeed. Well, listen, thanks for your revelations. Follow Julie Kelly at American Greatness. Follow American Greatness generally. It's a, it's a very important website. And read her book on January 6th, called January 6th. Julie, thanks for taking the time. Dennis, thank you, as always, for having me on. My pleasure. Anyway, her husband has a humidor. What, what else needs to be said? A wife who celebrates her husband's humidor has a happy husband. There you go. I now have the answer to happy wife, happy life. It's a lot longer and doesn't rhyme. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here, back from Denmark, which I'll have a lot to say about over the course of the next couple of days. But today is primarily about election. I was on the Daily Wire last night, joining their five spectacular commenters. I, I, the Their panel is, is unrivaled. I mean, I, I, I actually got on and I said... This is the first time in my career I feel completely unnecessary. 
I was telling the truth. I was just happy to listen to them. Anyway, it was it was very funny because there was a was it was it uh, oh no it was I was also on Megan Kelly. That's right. It happened with Megan Kelly. So Megan Kelly was talking to me, uh, and she's another terrific uh, observer of of the world scene and the American scene in particular. So she had me on as well. I had ten minutes between arriving home from Denmark and brushing my hair. <laughs> it's a long, it's a long couple of flights. Anyway, I was on, and then she said something about, you know, it was really the God decision that turned things around. And I'm thinking, hmm, which God decision was that? And then I realized the Dodd decision. I I thought she said God decision. (laughs) The mind works so feverishly at that moment. What did God ex- exactly do? Because then I was thinking, well, yeah, maybe, like, did God bring COVID and that changed the election? Anyway, it, it was just, it was a funny moment in my brain. Thank God it was, uh, it was not, uh, it didn't take long, but it took a little while for me to realize it was the Dodd decision. The Dodd decision, I just learned, remember, I've been commenting on how many young Americans, and my producer thinks not just young Americans, think that the Supreme Court decision outlawed abortion, which, needless to say, it did not do. So I'm learning something else just now, and that is a a commenter on the Julie Kelly tweet about, and I had Julie Kelly just on, said her own 26-year-old son was convinced that the decision, the Dodd decision, outlawed abortion, and he was outraged by it. If that's true, I, uh, and I'm, I got it from a good source, but I, I don't know what for absolute truth. I didn't hear it from Julie. But it, it, would, it would make sense. I mean, if Julie Kelly's own son could think this way. You know, folks, I meet conservatives, obviously, all over the country on a regular basis. And this is what I do when I meet a conservative couple or even just one parent. I will say, do you have children? So not necessarily a parent, but an older person or middle-aged person. Uh, Do you have children? Yes. How many? They tell me. Then I say, so what's your batting average with regard to them retaining your values? And having asked this now for about 10 years, my this is not scientific, but it's, it's pretty darn close, I would say, to being accurate. So one-third of people with traditional American values, all of their children have their values. One-third, none of their children have their values. And the other third, about half their kids do. So in other words, it's, it's a distinct minority of people who have been able to transmit their traditional values, whether American and or Judeo-Christian, to their children. If I may speak personally, I, do, I regard my life as having been an explainer. That's what I have done with my life. I explain. I've explained American values. Judeo-Christian values, 
because people have failed to do both. This is not a criticism, let alone an insult, but they have. And that is the reason that you can have somebody think, even if it's true, the 26-year-old child of one of the leading conservative thinkers of the country might think, oh, the Dodd decision banned abortion. Her tweet showed that in exit polls, that was the dominant, the most powerful issue in determining people's votes. Second was guns for Democrats, not for the general public, for Democrats. Because as we know, the crime wave is a result of guns. How do people explain that? I don't know. Were there, were there more guns in the last four years? Or was there more chaos in the last four years thanks to the left? Because left-wing mayors and governors announced, it's okay if you riot. If you do so in the name of social justice. Hey, isn't that what thousands upon thousands of medical people in the medical field announced? When they were screaming that you can't get together with, with, your, with your own family on Christmas or Thanksgiving? If you're, uh, period, let alone if you're not masked? And then they said, oh, it's okay if tens of thousands demonstrate without masks, if they're doing it for social justice, if they're doing it against racism. That's, that's the world in which we have lived. You really think guns are the issue? Hmm. You know why? Because for the left, the idea that people need to control themselves is an alien thought. Inanimate objects are blamed, not people. It's an amazing thing. The sickness on on the guns issue, and then I'll get back to the election, the sickness on the guns issue is as deep as the sickness on the abortion issue. I'll tell you how sick it is. I'm a Jew, and I have argued the most obvious point that I think one could argue is a lifetime of studying the Holocaust, being on the, the board of the Holocaust Museum, having written a major work on anti-Semitism in its third edition, Why the Jews? So I've said the, the obvious point that I wish every Jew in Europe had had a gun. I can't think of a more innocuous point than that. And yet, anti-gun liberals hated me for saying it. They went crazy. Wouldn't have made a damn bit of difference. It shows you how stupid these people are because of their ideology. Look, if you believe men give birth, then you believe it wouldn't have helped Jews to have guns. Do you understand the world of the absurd that we have entered? If you're a Jew who thinks it wouldn't have been a blessing if Jews had guns in the Holocaust, you are an idiot. You are a bona fide fool. If nothing else, they would have had dignity. What did the Jews of the Warsaw Ghetto do when they revolted? They did everything they could to get guns. Against German tanks, it was still helpful. There is no rational thought on the left. The Age of Enlightenment is dead on the left. It is dead. The veneration of reason has died. It's the veneration of emotion and ideology. 
And that's what we saw in the election. One of you was calling in wondering how Pennsylvania, a coal state, can elect Fetterman, could elect Shapiro, Senator and Governor, respectively. Damn good question. But I think that the there are just a few reasons why people, if people now voted Democrat, as I said at the very beginning of my show today, this shows that there is no damage the left and the Democrats can do that would persuade a majority of Americans to vote Republican. This, this proves it. If you still vote Democrat, given the carnage in our cities, given the inflation overwhelmingly induced by Democrat policies, not by Putin's invasion of Ukraine, the inflation precedes it. But it, but it doesn't matter. You still vote Democrat when that is the party that advocates that 18-year-old girls be allowed to remove their breasts, their healthy, God-given breasts, because they say they're a boy? That party is what you vote for? You vote for the party that denies parents the right to even know that their 11-year-old at school goes around as a girl, even though he's a boy? But you don't tell the parent because the parents don't have a right to know that and you still vote Democrat, then there is nothing the Democrats can do that would change your vote. That's the proof. Hello, my friends. Just for the record, there was not an intimation, a hint. A suggestion on my part at any time in the last months that there would be a red wave. In my opinion, what a lot of Republicans did was they thought that everybody acts rationally. That's how Republicans fooled themselves into certitude that the Senate would flip. It might flip. And if it does, it'd be by one vote, by one Senate vote, one senator. We have no idea if it will. But a lot of people were disappointed because they expected a red wave. Why? Because they thought, my God, given all the damage the left has done, just knowing what they have done to children by closing schools for two years, by the corrupt teachers' unions that are such a, a backbone of the Democratic Party, by having 500,000 kids say that they are not the sex they are actually, but the other sex, and by schools hiding this from parents, by the, by the contempt for parental authority on the part of the left, because of the inflation induced by these fanatical environmentalist policies, of making us energy dependent rather than independent and the inflation that has resulted primarily because of that, not because of Putin's invasion, whew, there's going to be a red wave. Well, since I don't believe that most people think rationally, therefore I did not have such an expectation and so I'm not... Uh, I'm not I'm unhappy 
that the rate wave didn't materialize, but I am in no way surprised. People vote their religion. Leftism is a religion. I've said this all of my life because Chesterton was right. When people stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing. They believe in anything. Proof? The irreligious are the only ones who believe that men give birth. Find me a religious Jew or Christian who believes men give birth. I live and deal with both. I've never met one. I'm sure one exists, but it's irrelevant. You have to be secular to say men give birth. Isn't that interesting? Not all secular people say that. But you have to be secular to say it. Secularism breeds stupidity. Just for your insight. I have proof. The university. The most secular institutions in our country in our country are the dumbest. Are the places where the, the worst ideas originate, and they are the most secular institutions in our country. Secularism may allow for knowledge, but it does not allow for wisdom. So people, Democrats, excuse me, Republicans actually believe that their fellow American would look at the crime. I didn't even mention crime. I mentioned all the other. And on that alone would vote to get rid of the Democrats, like they did in New York City in the 70s when they voted for Giuliani to clean up the mess that the Democrats had made and the deaths that ensued. New York State went for this nothing named Hochul. What is her first name? Catherine. Catherine Hochul? Why didn't I know that? I had no idea that was her first name. Dear Catherine Hochul, a woman of surpassing superficiality, her superficiality is deep. Ah, can you be deeply shallow? I should do an hour on that. <laughs> Kathleen. Kathleen. Oh, you got it wrong. I feel better now. See, at least I knew I didn't know. Otherwise known as Kathy. <laughs> Otherwise known as Catherine? Kathy. Otherwise known as Kathy? Yeah. God, you know how much I regret asking you what her first name is? It was, it was truly a, a mistake. She has been elected governor. It's quality guy, Lee Zeldin. It would be fascinating to know at what number of New Yorkers pushed onto subway tracks by strangers randomly would they vote Republican. Seriously, is there a number? If 100 in one year, what is it? I think it's up to 25. Is that right? And not to mention the murders in, in, in New York City. And, the, and they vote for the Democrats. You see, I, I debate this question. Do people deserve the fate that they have created for themselves? It's, a, it's really for God to determine that. I, I, I can't determine it. I can only say that whether they deserve it or not, they have created it. And obviously the people who didn't vote that way certainly don't deserve it. The problem in life is that the good suffer because of the bad's errors. That's the way it works. That's why the good have to fight. You have selfish reasons to fight. Because if you don't fight when the temple comes falling down, as with Samson... 
It falls on everybody, not just the bad. St. Paul, Minnesota, and Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, Dennis. How you doing? Well, thank you. So, uh, <clears throat> last night I'm sitting, I'm watching the return, and they were uh, talking about governor's races. And my eight-year-old daughter was standing near me, and <clears throat> she asked me, she said, Dad, who did you vote for? I said, <clears throat> for governor. And I said, uh, Scott Jensen. And she said, Dad, he's going to ban abortion. Hold on. That's really an important story. All right, let me summarize some of your calls. Final segment here. And by the way, good to be back. It was great to be away. This is a mini vacation. I won this year. Although, you know my theory. I let me On the happiness hour, I should develop it. My idea of taking a vacation every day. It's very helpful in my life. Not to mention every week. So let's do that on the happiness hour. But uh, anyway, my wife and I were in Denmark where I gave a speech, and it was a, it was a wonderful time. I almost got run over about a dozen times by bicycles. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it, it's, it's a different world. Everybody is bicycling in Copenhagen anyway. All right, let's see here. Glenn in Phoenix says, Republicans had wishful thinking. Big part of the country likes the way things are. I don't think that a big part of the country likes the way things are. I I don't agree with you. I wish we had time, Glenn. But obviously, I thought it was a provocative call. No, they don't like the way things are. They don't blame the Democrats for what they don't like. That's the reason. The vast majority of Americans think we're going in the wrong direction, both left and right. Or liberal and right. Maybe left thinks we're going in the right direction. So that that's 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 the issue. They don't blame the left for the increase in crime, for inflation, for the sexualization of children, for the the descent of the universities. Etc. Let's see what else here. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Tim says, My eight-year-old daughter goes to a Christian school. She characterized abortion as killing babies. Yes, because she goes to a Christian school. By the way, it is killing babies. Now, you may say a woman should have the choice to kill a baby. You could say many things. But at some point, would you not acknowledge it's the killing of a baby? You know, if a pregnant woman wants to be pregnant, and the baby, that thing she's carrying in her womb, is killed, the person is is indicted on homicide. Did you know that? So, why would that be? If it's, if it's just her body, as the rhetoric goes, how could you be charged with homicide? Anyway, just remember, it is a sin to despair, and I mean that literally, and I'll see you tomorrow.
Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.